Many years ago, there lived in Baghdad two Jews who were neighbors and friends. One was a spice merchant, and the other dealt in precious stones and gems and pearls. Once a year, they would set out on a long journey together that took them to distant places to buy merchandise. They had a long-standing agreement that they would always travel together so they could help each other in time of need. And if anything happened, chas v'shalom, to either of them, the other would return home to report to the wife so that she should not remain an aguna. They also promised each other that if anything happened to either of them, the other would support the widow and her family until she married again. Because in those days, travel was very dangerous. The merchants set out on one of their annual trips. They joined a caravan of other merchants, both Jews and Arabs, who were traveling in the same direction. As the caravan made its way through the desert, a band of robbers on swift horses swooped down on the caravan, killing the guards in a fierce battle and capturing the merchants. The robbers took the possessions of all of their captives and took them to the nearest slave market, where they were sold. The two Jewish merchants were sold to Arab tribesmen who lived next to each other. As they were each led away to their new masters, they bid each other farewell, for they did not expect to see each other again. Even though the two Jews were very knowledgeable, one in spices and one in jewels and gems, the Arab tribesmen who had bought them had no use for this knowledge. They were only needed to be shepherds. The spice merchant was put in charge of a flock of sheep and goats, whilst the gem dealer was put in charge of a flock of horses and camels. One day, as they each led their animals to graze, they unexpectedly met when their paths crossed. They embraced each other affectionately, and each asked how the other was doing. The spice dealer told his friend that his master was a mean and cruel man who regularly beat him. What about you, my friend? asked the spice dealer of the gem dealer. Mine is not cruel. He keeps me very busy grooming his horses all the time. So the two friends arranged to meet again the following day, and as often as possible thereafter. While they were talking, hyenas charged into the flock of sheep, and before the spice dealer and his friend, the gem dealer, could chase the hyenas away, they had stolen a lamb. Oy vey, lamented the spice dealer. My master will skin me alive for having lost one of his sheep. The gem dealer tried to console his friend. Maybe your master will not notice the missing lamb. No, he certainly will. He counts them every day. The gem dealer felt very sorry for his friend. So the next day the gem dealer looked out for the spice merchant, but there was no sign of him or his sheep. It was not until the third day that they met again. The poor spice dealer was covered with cuts and bruises, and he groaned when his friend embraced him. If it happens again, 
My master warned me that he will kill me. I can't take this anymore, said the spice dealer. Be careful then, my friend, said the gem dealer. Keep a lookout for any kind of animal that might come to take a sheep. If you need help, blow your whistle, and I will rush to your aid as quickly as can be, said the gem dealer. They separated to look after their animals, but kept within eyesight of each other. The spice dealer was exhausted. He hadn't slept for several nights due to the pain of his beating. By late afternoon, he sat down, and then in a few minutes more, he lay down and dozed off. A few minutes later, he was awakened by the sheep making loud noises. He jumped to his feet and blew his whistle, but it was too late. A wolf had taken a lamb. The gem dealer ran over, and the spice dealer fell into his arms in despair. Oy vey, this will be the end of me. Don't lose hope, my friend, said the gem dealer. Is Hashem's hand too short to help us? You'll see. We will both be free one day. We will return safely home. But the spice dealer could not be consoled. He reminded his friend, the gem dealer, of their agreement. If anything happens to me, my friend, said the spice dealer, make sure you get home. Make sure my wife knows. Make sure she's able to remarry. And please, take care of her and my family until that time. Then they separated and led their flocks home. The next day, as the gem dealer feared, his friend the spice dealer was not around. In the evening, the gem dealer begged his master to let him visit his dying friend in the neighboring village. To his delight, his master replied, Yes, you may go. You have served me faithfully. I will reward you by granting your request. The gem dealer traveled quickly down the trail to the neighboring village. He found his friend lying on his back in an old shack, tied hand and foot, barely alive. I gewalt, he said. What have they done to you? I didn't expect to see you, my friend, said the spice dealer in obvious pain. My friend, said the gem dealer, I have a plan for our escape. I will come back for you tomorrow night. We will make our way to freedom. The spice dealer smiled. I won't make it. Even if you come and get me, and you free me from these bonds, I can only be a drag on you. So go, my friend. You escape for both of us. Make your way back to our home. Tell my wife what happened. Hashem should be with you. I do have one thing to ask. My master has told me that if I'm not on my feet by tomorrow night, he will kill me. So don't be surprised to find my body here tomorrow night, lifeless. So please, bury me as a Jew and say a prayer for me. And then go to my wife and tell her that you buried me with your own hands so she can marry again. She is still young and the children will need a father. And then the poor spice dealer lapsed into unconsciousness. The gem dealer returned home. The next day, he took his flock out to graze all day and in the evening asked again permission to visit his friend, which was granted. He returned 
only to find his friend's dead body still tied hand and foot. It was midnight. He worked hard to dig a grave, and just before the darkness of night gave way to the first light of the new day, he buried his friend and then made good his own escape. After wandering through the desert for many days, the gem dealer finally reached a town where there were some Jewish families. He told them what had happened to him and his friend, and they received him with compassion. They cared for him for several days until he regained his health and then gave him enough money to return home and even pick up some business on the way. After many months, the gem dealer did arrive home, safe and sound. He was, of course, happy to see his wife and family again, but deeply saddened to have to tell his friend's wife that she was now a widow. He assured her that she would not be destitute, for he intended to keep his promise that he had made to her late husband and support her and her children until she was able to remarry. Next, he went to the Rav to testify to him about his friend's death. The Rav questioned him again and again. Are you quite sure it was your friend that you buried? Yes, Rabbi, I have no doubt. I buried him with my own hands. In fact, I buried him in the same clothes he was bound in the same way that I had seen him tied up the night before. I see, said the rabbi. You say that you buried him during the night. Was it a bright night? Was the moon shining? No, rabbi. It was a moonless night, very dark. I remember that because it made it easier for me to escape. Then did you see your friend's face? asked the rabbi. Did you recognize your friend? The gem dealer thought, No, rabbi, I I cannot say that I saw his face. It was too dark for that, but nonetheless, I know it was him. The rabbi concluded, If you did not see his face, then I cannot accept your testimony, and I have no right to permit your friend's wife to remarry. The case became the talk of the town. Everybody felt sorry for the poor widow. Some people even felt that the rabbi was being too strict in his decision. What stronger evidence could be needed than the man who buried his friend with his own hands, people said. One year passed, and the widow approached the rabbi again, hoping he might change his mind and permit her to find a new husband. But with all the compassion he had for her, he had to tell her that it was not up to him. It was the rule of the Taira, given by an all-merciful God, and the Taira is all loving-kindness. A human being may not always know what is good for them, but Hashem knows. Put your trust in Hashem, my daughter, said the rabbi. The widow said, Amen, Kain Yehiratzayn, and she returned home. Another year passed. The widow found it very difficult to adjust to her situation. But then, one day, a man walked into the house, and on seeing him, she fainted. It was her husband who had returned from the dead. There was a commotion, and the spice dealer's house shook with excitement. The children cried and laughed and cried. The mother kept fainting, and the father tried to calm everybody down. The neighbors came in, 
and they were amazed to see the spice dealer. It was no mistaking him. Everybody knew him. Everybody recognized him. He hadn't changed except for looking a little bit older and a little bit thinner. Finally, the spice dealer was able to tell his story. I have not come back from the dead, though I was very close. I certainly was not buried, he said. But the gem dealer exclaimed, How can you say that? I know I buried you with my own hands. I will tell you what happened, said the spice dealer, and then you will see the wonders of Hashem. After you left me that night, when you last saw me alive, I actually began to feel better. My strength was slowly returning. By the late afternoon, I felt strong enough to stand up, except I was bound hand and foot. As the sun began to set, an Arab walked by, and seeing me tied up, he asked me what was the trouble. As I looked, I saw his fierce face. I recognized him as the leader of the band of robbers who had attacked our caravan and taken us captive to be sold as slaves. I couldn't ask him for help. I only hoped he would not kill me outright or perhaps take me again to be sold into slavery. But then an idea came to me. I told him that my master wanted me to marry his daughter, but I had refused because I was a Jew and could not marry a non-Jewish woman. This made my master so angry that he beat me up and tied me hand and foot and threatened to keep me this way until I agreed to leave my Jewish ways and marry his daughter. What a pity you're not in my place, I said to this passing Arab. She would be just right for you. Her father is very wealthy. And then, the spice dealer continued his story, I saw that my words had made their mark on him. I suggested to the Arab that he should change places with me. If he would free me from these bonds, we would change clothes, I would tie him up, and then when my master would come, the Arab would agree to marry his daughter. The Arab didn't need any persuasion. He untied me, we exchanged clothes, then I tied him up hand and foot, and after wishing him good luck, I just walked away. So it wasn't you that I buried, said the gem dealer. It was the Arab. Yes, precisely. I'm sorry if I gave you any trouble, my dear friend, but I'm sure you don't mind. Then the spice dealer continued his story. He fled into the desert where he walked for days until he got lost and lost his memory. He was found by some Bedouins who took him with them and nursed him back to full strength when eventually his memory returned. The rest of the story in my adventures I will perhaps tell later, said the spice dealer. We can all agree that Hashem has been with me and brought me safely home with a considerable fortune in spices that will be more than enough to repay my dear friend for all that he has spent to support my wife and family during my absence. Hashem's name should be praised forever and ever. There was much happiness in the town due to the miraculous return of the spice dealer. The happiest people of all, of course, were the spice dealer and his family, who lived happily ever after. 